Ed Husick, uh, Western Sydney MP. Good morning to you, Ed. G'day, Marcus. How are you? Yeah, well, thank you. Um, fighting the good fight this morning. Um, it's been an interesting program, uh, and we've had I've had a few blues and a few arguments uh, with those who uh, disagree with my stance, if you like, on climate change. I'm some sort mm-hmm. of, um, I don't know, nutbag, greenies, lefty supporter who, I don't know, but perhaps cares about uh, the future of not only uh, our country but our planet. Uh, I don't know why is it this so divisive, and why can see why is it that many people in this country can't see past the fossil fuel industry to a cleaner, more renewable future? I think the big thing is it's been such a politicised debate where a lot of false claims have been made, particularly uh, in terms of a coalition that has been chasing uh, to either bring down governments or hold on to government. And so we've had this happen. We will definitely get in this debate, there'll be people that, thinks, that think that the real world will end if we do all this. Uh, and there'll be people that think that there's nothing but purity and light if we go all the way one way. But I really reckon we've got to focus on the practical, not the political. There's a whole bunch of people in the middle that just want to know how we can generate energy cleaner, how we can protect jobs and and do that. They just want the common sense stuff. And I think that's what we've really got to aim for in, in a lot of this and strip back some of the really bizarre and over-the-top politicking that's happened on this by parties that should know better. All right. Just answer me this question. I've got an email here from Trent's. He says, Marcus, you say that Australia will lose trade with other countries with the climate policies that we have. Uh, uh, Trent says that that is a very sceptical view and that I don't have the experience or qualifications in international trade. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, why is it then that there are uh, risks associated with trade tariffs unless we take climate change seriously here in Australia? Am I just making that up, am I? No, you're not, because that's what you know, trading partners, countries that buy our products are saying they will test whether or not we're serious on reducing carbon emissions in those that, that are used to produce those products. The investors that back international investors who we when we turn to them to support our businesses are also basically putting the magnifying glass on the production process and saying, what are you doing? to reduce carbon emissions. We're not financing anything that, that drives up emissions. So you've got buyers and you've got lenders both saying on the global stage, of which we are a player as well, saying they take to take this stuff seriously. So it is stuff that we have to have to confront. And you can't have Scott Morrison race to the US and the UK saying we need to buy new subs off you and we need to get your attention on this. But the minute they both turn to him in the form of President Joe Biden and Prime Minister Boris Johnson and say, right, now we need you to take climate change seriously, that he ignore them. He can't do that. It's as simple as that. What about innovation and, uh, I guess, the, um, the spend on innovation and also investments going forward? It's a little hard for our country to do that when, we haven't had, when we've got a government that realistically hasn't taken it seriously. I mean, how many innovation ministers have we had in the last eight years? What, one a year? We've basically chalked up about one a year. We're gearing up, we're limbering up to have the eighth industry minister 
And this is a critical portfolio, not just in terms of thinking about how we can use innovation to drive new ways, particularly in terms of renewable technology and new ways of generating energy and cutting emissions, but also to help rebuild manufacturing along the way. And so we, we, we do need to have people that are focused on that. With Australia keeps slipping in the global rankings. We, we now uh, fall even further uh, against others with respect to uh, the ranking of innovation and the contribution of it to our economy relative to other countries. Yeah. So it's a big issue. And uh, it comes at a time where we do need to think differently. Uh, and we've got also state governments now saying they want to cut emissions significantly, but they also want to use renewable technology and manufacturing, especially in our regions, to make mm. this happen. Well, I think we, <laughs> we will have no choice. Uh, I mean, can I just say, I mean, Marcus, one thing I I hope someone in the press today asked Josh Brynenberg is if New South Wales cutting its emissions by 50% by 2030 uh, won't ruin their economy. Well, I'd really be interested to hear his response to that because during the federal election, he argued that Labor pushing for a similar target would do just that. And I suspect you won't hear Josh declare that or criticise Gladys because Josh's gaze is fixed on his own electoral chances where voters take this issue seriously. And we're seeing all this showmanship out of the federal coalition because Josh is saying one thing to keep his voters happy. Mm. Bridget McKenzie and Matt Canavan are saying something else to keep Matt's so. voters happy. Yep. And Scott Morrison's letting it happen. This from the same bloke who criticised Labor for saying one thing about climate change in the cities and then something else in the region. Now we have to ask Scott Morrison, is he, was he misleading people then? or are you misleading them or about to mislead them now? Well, look what's happening in New South Wales. Um, front, Not front page, front page? Well, it's pretty much at the front of the newspapers this morning that New South Everywhere. Wales is eyeing a cleaner, greener future. And this is coming from mm. Liberal and National Party. Conservative governments, New South Wales Nationals leader John Barillaro has backed new climate change targets to slash the state's emissions in half by 2030. At the same time, his federal colleagues are bitterly divided over reaching net zero by 2050. Talk about being out of step. Totally. And uh, the, the thing is, I, I, as I said a few moments ago, I'll be very interested to see what Scott Morrison and, and Josh Frydenberg say about Gladys's push to cut emissions by 50%. And uh, at the federal level, you know, we this is not like a party that is not in control of anything. This is a government that has become a rabble fighting amongst itself when state governments have all signed up to net zero by 2050. Businesses are saying this is what we have to do. The National Farmers Federation have said this is something that has to happen. The Mining Council of Australia and a lot of the big miners are also pushing for big cuts in emissions themselves and believe that they can find a way to do it. And the only ones that can't are the ones that have been political addicts on the whole fight around climate change and have driven the type of things you've had to confront on the show this morning that you started off in terms of our conversation with. Yeah. All right, mate. Thank you. Good to have you on. Uh, how, how are things going out in your neck of the woods? Uh, I know that uh, the... Uh, the vaccination rates are up extremely well in western and southwestern Sydney, yeah. but uh, pretty good out around Mount Druitt at the moment, Blacktown, those sorts of areas. Where, where are you sitting? Oh, totally. The people. So, so the good and the, the concerning news, I mean, the good news is that we have had those vaccination rates soar, and it has happened as a result of the fact that vaccine supply has been available, and we've uh, got the clinic that now is working out of Shelby and, and allowing people to just walk in 
uh, and do that, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, we now hit over 5,500 people in my area that have caught COVID, which is a real concern. And the big thing I want to see, Marcus, into the future is obviously we, we want to open up and we don't want to be in lockdown anymore. But certainly for the people I represent and care about in my part of the world, if they need hospital help, if they need medical care at a time either now or into the future, we want to make sure those resources are there to look after people. And that's the big test moving moving into the future. Yep. All right. Good to have you on, Ed. We'll chat again next week. You, Thank you. Appreciate it. All the best it. to you.